0: Summer 2008. Atheists, agnostics, and secular humanists from across the state are descending on Hastings, Michigan, a small, quiet town 40 minutes south of Grand Rapids. They're unloading supplies and checking into the Long Lake Outdoor Center, deep in the woods, away from wary onlookers. Why? What sinister motivation has brought so many godless heathens here?
1: Uh, to plan world domination? Uh, not exactly. Um, to worship their pagan gods? Uh, no. Mmm, to engage in hedonistic acts of debauchery? Um, well, there might have been
0: a bit of that, but uh, no, uh, no, they've come here for a summer camping retreat.
2: The retreat was so refreshing. It's just a bunch of people hanging out, having conversation, canoeing, enjoy each other's company enjoy the outdoors, and having a good time.
0: Ah, summer camp. That all-American summer tradition, a chance
1: to leave your cares at home, take your family, and enjoy the great outdoors amongst friends. On the weekend of June 20th, 70 Freethinkers got together for CFI Michigan's second annual Long Lake Retreat, and the Doubtcasters had the privilege of joining them.
0: Luke makes his triumphal entrance.
1: Check this out. Oh yeah, wow. we got coverage. That, that's like a that?
0: golf umbrella. Yeah, Nice. An audio
1: you know, all the elements of a good
0: summer camp were there. Oh, yeah, but to be fair, let's not be selective with our evidence. We had plenty of the annoyances of a summer camp as well. Poison ivy, snakes, bats, and mosquitoes. I'm uh, less and less excited to be up here every minute. You have to crush the beetle and. the... Cabin last night, and a big worm crawled out of it. Nature at its finest.
1: Sure, but that's,
0: you know, that's just part of the experience. And it was an experience that uh, we thought was worth sharing with our listeners. So for this one, we're trying something a little different
1: from our usual format. That's right, we're serving up this episode of Reasonable Doubts audio journal style. Our purpose is to make a case for the importance
0: of friendship and community amongst non-believers. It's been a labor of
1: love. You have no idea. But I think we put together something that we can be proud of. And all it took was a field recorder, several microphones, about $60 worth of batteries, and about a month to edit. Well, closer to two months at this point. Yeah. And of course,
3: a little
0: help from our friends.
3: Somebody help me. Oh, oh. Fred? <laughs>
4: Welcome to Reasonable Doubts, your skeptical guide to religion.
0: The blasphemy <laughs> meeting will begin in five minutes. The you is man,
3: what time do you have? What time is
0: it? Is it yeah. Right
3: now? Yeah.
0: Attention! Nope. This thing, can see this thing pops open.
3: You gotta hold it down.
0: Attention all CFI campers, the welcome meeting will begin in five minutes in the dining hall. Please proceed to the dining hall. Anyone still in the cabins, please proceed to the dining hall. That means you, Jane. All CFI campers, please proceed to the mandatory meeting in the dining hall. Oh. Please, please. Oh. Well, and, 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 yeah, This yeah, is the big yeah, speech.
5: Right <laughs> um, I quit. so no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for coming here, to, and I'm glad that you could all be here. And I know we actually have a lot of families that couldn't be here. And I'm actually, we have the same number of people as we did last year, so that means we have a lot of people. Who worked here last year? So that's why I wanted to make sure we had this meeting, so that we could go around and just do a quick introduction. And then my husband Jeremy would like to tell you guys something about what he's doing.
1: Okay, so you've probably noticed me at some point popping out of the bushes and going. <laughs> and uh, and since I've noticed that I haven't been making too many friends since I've been strapped to this thing, I thought I'd explain myself. And uh, I produce a podcast. And uh, it's called Reasonable Doubts. It's based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we wanted to do a really cool uh, look what it is like to be a free thinker today in America through the uh, through the example of a summer camp where um, mm-hmm. independent minds meet. And, and uh, I wanted to spotlight some of the friendships and the conversations and those sort of things that develop. And hopefully we'll edit it together and put some cool music to it, sort of like a Amer- this American life kind of thing, only amateurish. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I would love your cooperation if anybody's interested in taking part of that. And if you would amuse me at the moment, um, would, you, uh, would you all mind collectively saying hello to the uh, Reasonable Doubts fans? Just hello, Reasonable Doubts fans. Hello! Hello, Reasonable Doubts fans! Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate that.
0: What other
1: things did
3: you guys do last year? Um, capture the flag. That's another one that they've been yeah. looking forward to. We um, went out canoeing and fishing.
6: And, mm. no, Katie's
3: been talking about the ultimate frisbee since last year, so she she was pumped up for this. <laughs> black team, black team.
0: They score a point? Yep, it's two to one. <laughs> two to one already? Okay, good. Amazing amount of fat places. <laughs> All these thoughtful people. Yeah, they're like pros. So, are you the line judge out here? I'm just too old to play. Wouldn't be smart. Yeah, I have a problem too. It's called fat and lazy. <laughs> so, no, wow.
1: yeah. So
7: what? What's the score here? Uh, it's uh, score unknown. And so far, how are you feeling? You look good. Uh, oh, no, this is how I normally breathe. This doesn't really have an effect on me. It's the rain that slows me down. Uh, that'd be I'm constantly, Yeah, I kind of feel like I have to dodge him, uh, and uh, takes up a lot of my time. I've noticed that
0: that Mr. Seaver. You, uh, you seem to be the sweatiest one out here. Yes, I do that. Is, is there a reason for that? Biology. Yeah, you're also beating on little girls in all that,
2: That's... You're uh, purely aggressive. That's purely accidental. Yeah, I'll try. Okay. Oh, my feet, sure.
0: I understand one of the rules of this game is loser's walk. Not really sure what that entails, but... Oh dear, I'm about to... Okay, I didn't get... I going... Whoa, and A.J. is down for the count. A.J., are you okay?
6: My arm is hanging off by the phone.
0: Oh, it's okay, you can sue, we've got audio.
1: <laughs> Identify yourself.
5: My name is Jennifer Bean.
1: What is your relation status to me?
5: Um, you are my husband, or you are yeah, I'm your wife, whichever you, way you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also my very good friend and best friend.
1: Well, I noticed you had fun playing ultimate frisbee, and I couldn't help but to think of. Um...
5: Oh yeah, we um, that's how we met. It was uh, it was a church camp that. Boy, how many that was. Fourteen years ago yeah. this summer. It was a big group of people at first, and we were playing ultimate frisbee, and then people started to get tired and wandered off, and pretty soon it was just the two of us left out there, and we just started talking, and it felt very nice talking to you. But, yeah, it was um, the church summer camp for Fox Valley Bible Church.
1: I bet you back then uh, you'd have no idea that you would be hosting uh, (laughs) a summer camp. Oh, and, certainly uh, not a, uh, a very different kind of summer camp than a Christian youth camp.
5: No, I was a good Christian girl, and um, well, what of... happened? Uh. <laughs> For quite a while, I guess I bought into
8: the whole thing. I mean,
9: um, you know, the goody two shoes of the youth group, goody two shoes of the that elementary school, um...
8: and our whole family on both sides very, very religious. I think it was
10: later in high school that I really started to question things, and um,
8: it was more like a gradual thing for me. When I went to college, I took the philosophy and the um, religion courses.
9: And hit upon the problem of, of plurality, is how can, how can the church claim to have the single truth? In light of and against the Muslim world, the G, uh, Jewish world, I mean, we can't all be right
10: i don't see the point in like rejecting or demonizing something if you don't understand it
9: yeah so i i started giving it a lot of thought um talking to philosophy professors talking to actually quite a few seminary students um just breaking down you know what what what's really in the bible you know where's the where's the consistency how does this match what i'm experiencing how does this match what i'm what i'm learning
5: isn't I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. It seemed the more questions that we asked, instead of finding answers and good explanations,
9: we found more questions. To be honest, open the floodgates. You know, I'd gone from I'd gone from perfect little missionary boy to um, holding on to my Christian faith with the you know the last few threads.
8: Yeah, just slowly, this like okay, if I don't go to church. I'm not a bad person. I'm still. I'm still doing good things. I'm still nice
10: to people, and the majority of the people I grew up with—I mean, they're just very judgmental
8: and hypocritical. Not going to church really didn't do anything bad for me, except for giving me more time to sleep on Sundays. And then it was kind of like, well, what else from religion can you take away and still be a good person?
10: If you are a moral person or you're doing good things, it means more as opposed you know—because you're not doing it or god or to get into heaven or whatever, you know, you do it because you want to.
8: And it turns out you can take an awful lot away from religion and still be a good person.
9: And I realized that, you know, the Christianity that I I grew up with, even the Christianity that I was being taught in school, was just not intellectually sound. It wasn't consistent. It was not, didn't fit.
8: So, why am I believing
10: this? I don't know. It's pretty hard, actually, now, with um, because I've told both of my
8: parents. I mean, they know now about me being atheist. That's, I mean, it's just hard because I've been a Christian, and I know how Christians feel about non-believers. You know that I know that disappointment. I know that sadness from their perspective. I'm,
10: like, really freaked out about it when I first told her, like,
8: like, yelling at me and crying, and (laughs) it was really bad, so... It's hard to know that you're hurting your family and you can't do anything about it. So yeah.
9: Given these huge problems with Christianity, well, what now?
5: We felt really isolated because we were both attending Christian colleges and we couldn't even talk to the people that we went to school with about it because for fear that we would be kicked out of school.
9: That is one of the reasons... Some of my more enlightened uh, friends at, at, at college had mentioned for, for staying in the church it is, it is not only the, the tradition aspect, but the community aspects. Their friends are in it, their family is in it, and that's just that's where community happens. And so they don't want to lose that, whatever they may feel about the, about the faith itself. Uh, I don't think that, that I ever
11: had a very deep religious education at all. We came to Hope College where I taught for eight years. We, we realized that we were going into an incredibly conservative area. And, uh, but at the time that I received a, a job there, it was the only job, so we took it out of necessity. And that's, I think, when it really hit us. Also, when it really hit me was when I was an acting chairman in the language department and had to recruit people. One time, the best candidate was a Jewish candidate, and I was told, hey, you know, we're not hiring. We're not hiring that kind of person.
5: That so was it, the end of our that was relationship the end of our, with hope. Yeah, that was when that we, made- made you physically ill.
11: Literally, (laughs) physically ill.
5: (laughs) We
3: decided
5: this
12: was was not going
3: to work anymore.
12: I had cast around for a a time for an alternative uh, religious kind of experience. It it seemed like it was naturally assumed and it was so important in our culture. Uh, I guess for a time we actually didn't go to church. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when Uh, We discovered the Unitarian Universalist Church, and its openness, Mm -hmm. its willingness to look at world religions. uh, Its stance was that of allowing open inquiry and kind of determining your own path or belief Mm -hmm. system.
6: It was a natural place to go. And of course, then we ended up at Fountain Street Church.
3: We were pleased to have it because it was a way for our kids to grow up and know that somewhere in the world there were some other people like us.
11: It was the necessity that we saw living in Holland, Michigan, to expose them to other views, and that was the, one of the principal reasons for coming to Fountain Street.
5: And every Sunday we came over Intentionally. to Grand Rapids,
11: and, and, we would, and we it would, was very difficult. And we would leave, we would leave <coughs> Holland, Michigan. I call it Hollandia because there's a certain paradise aspect to people who live there. And we would leave, and we would crest the hill, and we would say, we're breaking out of the womb. And breathe
6: a, and sigh, breathe of a sigh of relief. And we would breathe sigh of
11: relief when we would come
12: into Grand Rapids to Fountain Street. When, it was- when we came to Grand Rapids...
6: We came to Fountain Street and were just totally overwhelmed by the size, by the number of people, and listening to Duncan Littlefair with a- Neil, old-fashioned Baptist kind of, you may be almost wrong. evangelical uh, style that he had. There is much evil in the
2: confidence of being right. For we know that no one can be so right as not to be wrong in some degree.
11: He was the senior minister for 50 years. And
5: he was a very charismatic person, a very bright person, and...
11: A very secular humanist. And a
5: very secular humanist
2: that the scientists make as much progress from their wrong hypotheses as from those that are right, and that a knowledge of that which will not work is almost a necessary prelude to that which will work.
3: I want my I want all of my senses to be engaged. I mean when I come in the door, I want to just leave my cares from the outside world out there and come in here. And you do you do the low ceiling in there you come in and you're starting already and you come in here and then the space opens up. And then there's music that pulls you into another space. It's just it's a whole
6: lot of things. And then something to think about. it at the time that it was built completed in 1926 there was no larger auditorium in the city Hmm. so until the civic auditorium was built in the 30s this was it
1: it's a beautiful building
6: it is quite amazing
1: it's a shame there's very little you can convey through audio (laughs)
12: Charles Darwin. Where? Bottom right in the blue window. Mm-hmm. That's Charles Darwin. Who's who's it looks next like to him, him? To me. Um, Sherry, can you help with some of the characters here?
6: Okay. You got Lincoln, Jefferson, Penn, Washington, the. Um, the barrel on which the Plymouth Constitution, whatever it was called, was read. Oh, yeah. Um, top left is pasture. I, well, I can't see quite well enough these days. Luther, hmm. um, Jesus, let's see, Da Vinci, Darwin, maybe even Roger Williams. And then, of course, the very traditional Christian windows. Well, the church has been in existence as a congregation since 1838, something like that, and in fact can trace its history from the very first Baptist missionary who came here in 1823, I believe, if we wanted to really dig back and say, Baptist. (laughs) Um, But it
12: came out of the University of Chicago, and the social gospel tradition
6: Uh, in the in the 1870s and later
12: yeah
1: and then I know it's it's not a, it's not officially a unitarian church but and there are those connections there yeah.
6: because our ministers
12: came from yeah. the unitarian universalist un- association uh, the current minister is a former uh, unitarian universalist uh, minister mm-hmm. yeah. and before Since, him
3: no we're not unitarian it was yeah.
12: rejected when they yes, had we, a couple of the congregation of has in the rejected past. it several times And the president of uh, Grand Valley State Colleges uh, explained to me at one time, uh, said that, well, we don't believe in any isms here Mm -hmm. at Fountain Street Church. They didn't want to be labeled, uh, so they have remained in a truly independent uh, kind of tradition.
6: One of the uh, basic agreements, written or unwritten, over the years has been that social action is... An individual idea, and and you may bring the information to the church, but the church as a congregation will not do anything together.
12: But it would would allow speaking out uh, viewpoints that could be quite discrepant from the uh, local uh, culture. Yes, we used to bring in a lot of uh, forums of
3: people discussing issues that were current, that were very volatile kinds of conversations, and they were wonderful. We love that. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you hone your ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you, don't, you don't think
1: mm-hmm. that happens as much
3: anymore? No, I don't. I don't. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Well, we were attracted
12: here because of that, looking at a variety of viewpoints and making, uh, determining your own yes. creedal kinds and of you beliefs. Know, we, never, we
3: never stopped anybody in this church from starting a group for a particular cause. We never did. We encouraged that. And we started them all the time. I mean, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of... Ex- organizations in this community that came out of this church.
12: Yes, I think the group was originally founded by an ex-priest and an ex-nun a very long time ago, like uh, the late 70s. And... um, it came to be called exploring questions and beliefs. Beliefs and questions. Uh, exploring beliefs and questions. Sherry's always correcting me on that. I always prefer questions you first over. It. I emphasize questions over beliefs. I really think it should be renamed. But it I mean, met in the conference room. It was a very honored space. the, the, with the governing board's conference room. Yeah, it was yes. a huge conference table surrounded by swivel chairs on uh, wheels and uh, it it was a really neat space and it would often be crowded and over 30, 35 in attendance. It was a very popular group.
6: People were allowed to introduce ideas, but they couldn't take the whole congregation with them about any particular idea. Well, this was all the people who were introducing the idea of humanism and the idea that... uh, God talk is not critical to my own life. And so they felt comfortable together.
12: But it was a community within a community. But it was definitely the humanist group within Fountain Street Church. Eventually, Jeff Seaver, now must be about 12 or 13 years ago, came to the group, obviously looking for alternatives to what he had experienced. I drifted away from
2: religion, and found myself married to a then still religious Christian wife, and all of my family religious, all of my friends, co-workers religious as far as I knew it, so I went searching for somebody that I could talk to and bounce ideas off. Now Jeff
12: left the group fairly early on. He only came for maybe a year at most because it obviously was not meeting his needs,
6: There's still too much God talk here and using God talk is quite hypocritical to me. It is not anything I believe. Even to pronounce the words seems like I am being fake.
2: I soon became dissatisfied with kind of wading through the religious talk from some of the people in that group. And so a couple of the um, gentlemen who were um, certainly non-religious through and through, I asked them to Get together outside of that context so that we could talk
12: uh and uh this young man jeff with two other i call him the gray hairs one probably about 70 and the other in his early 80s
2: got together at my house and they started taking minutes from the very first meeting and thus was accidentally born the free thought association and two weeks later we met and two weeks later again And uh, we would see letters in the um, public pulse in the Grand Rapids press that we said, hmm, sure sounds like they're probably a free thinker. And we'd invite them, call them or write them, track them
12: down. First meeting I attended, uh, I think there were 60, 70 people. It was a lot of gray-haired men at first. Then uh, you started seeing younger people. Then you started seeing more women
2: and slowly our little group grew until we outgrew the living room.
12: One of the science rooms over at, uh, at, at, at Grand Rapids Community College. Moved into a bookstore. We moved to the library.
2: And more recently, about a year ago, became part of the Center for Inquiry. And uh, it's it's been a good journey. I've met a lot of interesting
12: people along the way. Free Thought developed, and boy, this, this kind of replaced exploring beliefs and questions uh, for me I, I was just astonished and and very heartened that there was this strong force developing
5: I think that there were some simple things that uh, Jeff did when the group was very, still very small that made um, made a big impact in people being able to find us We made sure that we had a good website and we put our events in the local paper and just just simple things like that. But that only gets people in the door. I think what's really been bit really made a big difference is that we we have a lot of friendly people and we we have become a community. And I think that that makes a big difference. So it's not just sitting in a room talking talking about intellectual things, but we get together and we watch movies and we hang out at people's houses and. Just have fun living. Put in fire. Well, in the
0: Okay, wait a minute. I know that
13: one. Just a minute, just a minute, just a
3: minute. <laughs> Pretzels uh,
9: just like yeah. make your mouth all dry yeah. and yeah. angry. Angry. <laughs> I know my mouth gets angry when it's like, oh I want check mix and then you get like pretzels. <laughs>
1: man, what do you guys <laughs> gotta get? Pretzels, man. Pretzels are your friends. What if you just don't
5: like pretzels? Bavarian important Bavarian
9: important
2: Aren't key with me
5: at all.
3: (laughs) I am.
7: Okay, you're fired.
5: To get all those little lily pads, I think I can manage getting that one right there. Maybe not. Ugh. Chaos.
3: That purple one? I want a yeah, purple it's a purple one. one. Greenish purple. No, that's
5: not the color I want. I want, I want this purple, right? Here. There. Got it. Oh, that's all for See? me.
8: I can't believe you're sitting right in the box. Go, whatever. Oh no, don't no, no, move! No. Don't, Sienna!
10: What's Sienna? You're Wow. You getting
1: some frog sounds, <laughs> Jeremy? I didn't. didn't hear the frogs. My
10: favorite one is the one that sounds like boing.
2: Like
4: boing. that? I think
7: those noises are inside your head. Okay? No,
5: they're not. Normally, I don't hear noises inside my head. How do you know? Unless I'm speaking.
1: Don't you hear all noises inside your head, really?
5: Well, if you want to feel like that.
7: About voices, where do you hear those?
5: <laughs> Emanating from outside of my body.
6: You don't hear voices in your head?
5: No. Well. Technically, apparently, <laughs> you're just trying to trick me into well, saying that Well, you're pretty inconsistent. <laughs>
7: yeah. So noises come from. Noises inside, come, from come from outside.
10: No, they all come from outside, and the way that I process them is inside my head. Uh huh. Well,
1: if you hear them inside your head,
7: how do you know they're really from outside? She's talking inside. You her can't head right get now. an empty
4: stare on audio.
7: <laughs> <laughs> If anyone's stare
4: had a sound, it would be Amanda's. What was
0: that? Oh, he wanted to speak. Oh,
5: well, hey. <laughs> Let's get he some, some
0: words from our the youngest member here.
5: Can you growl? Can you growl? No,
0: no, I'll get What do you think of Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs> oh, Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, you know, she's amusing, but. So, to the best of your knowledge, this is your baby.
10: Uh, <laughs> I know it's mine. You're sure? Yeah. Oh, I remember the delivery. So, how old is he? Almost eight months. <laughs>
0: and he can do impressions of all the characters from Star Wars. This is great. Now, uh, uh, where did you have him baptized?
3: Oh yeah, that's a big sticking well, point like with the rest of the family.
6: Article. Is it really? Yeah.
3: He he's unbaptized. Yeah, that he is. So he'd spend life in purgatory at this point if he died. That's better than hell, though, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's what I hear. So. Yeah.
3: Figure I'm saving him. So if that's... we were to do something bad and baptized, he'd go to hell. Uh, see, that's
0: clever parenting. I like that.
3: <laughs> no, we're gonna let him decide that. He'd like to be.
0: So you're actually going to let him make the decision if he wants to? Yes.
3: We plan on taking him to different churches, actually, and showing him what different religions are about. Uh, But most of our teachings are going to be science-based.
11: That's
0: very radical thinking on your part. (laughs) I mean, you're going to educate him with
13: knowledge? Yeah. Who needs knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> I go by what the magic stick tells me.
3: <laughs> magic stick. What are you saying? That microphone does not pick up images.
13: <laughs> That's the magic stick.
7: Hey, how's it going? the exciting sounds of Capture like the Flag. Yes. It sounds like war. Um, it does sound. I'm pretty chill. I'm kind of worried about
6: it. I got two of them. Tap here. Look behind you. Behind you. Get him. Get him. 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 They're going to jail. He's going to jail, and he's going to jail. We're as a group, keep running, and we get out number one. Yeah. got out numbers, and they're going to come after
12: us if we need help. Okay, now listen, listen, they're going to probably chase us big guys, so the big guys drop them away from where they're... everybody knows we're about yeah, where yeah, in, so... everybody in. Jordan! Come
6: on. Jordan! We're making an assault.
2: Like the Geneva Convention, we're kind of throwing everything on the table, make sure warfare was done fairly, and prosecute those who
1: violated the
10: international Jordan, war crimes.
6: Jordan. 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 Jordan.
10: Jordan.
1: So in other words, it's ceremonial.
4: I yes.
10: It's it doesn't matter if you, that's because you put it a quarter
11: mile
9: it's past the you, road. You lost,
3: <laughs> okay. Hey, tell how many steps from the
10: road? One, two, five, three. I think. You're
9: right. in the tree?
7: There's I don't
10: think generally.
5: it's fair. I think it's fair
10: that they have a green flag.
5: And I well,
12: don't think it's fair that
10: the well, jail is like five back. Well, This is like out of bounds. This isn't
12: is... that clear and visible line and of sight, but so
5: far back in and it's past the boundary line. This, this road
12: is the boundary line. Ooh, that's another good
1: point. So what did we all learn today about the futility of war? <laughs> did we teach the children? No winners.
2: <laughs> 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 and everything ends in an argument anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's best played with flags than guns. Yeah. Or better played than flags <laughs> <You guys can't. laughs> This this if one's going to go on till next year. I can tell It was pushing it. It
5: exactly.
6: was a very well hidden flag. <laughs> it
5: was pushing it. We the re-
9: the it. red
4: team, the red team, we aired and pretty Us, much put yeah. it. You know, right up front. We center. put it on a, <laughs> we <laughs> on a pole. We
2: we gave it a flag pole and we put it right <laughs> next to the path. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, well, if you want, we can do it again. It yeah, so Switch sides. Switch sides. flags
8: and sides. Switch yeah, flags. And sides.
7: Yeah, Water
5: break. Water Water break. break. And break. Yeah. yeah, I need that. I, I
7: find though, like, in school, like, being, being a kid who would wear a bad religion sweatshirt to a uh, school like Granville High School, and, you know, it... Represent. It, Sorry. It, yeah, I and mean, he was one of my teachers, pretty much. I was like, I found that. The, you know,
1: Although the I, uh, he got all this from his dad, not me.
7: <laughs>
1: I didn't teach him this.
7: <laughs> you know, I found that, you know the students, like they they were they were like like lash out at you. Like I'd get pushed in the hall. You know, I'd get spit at, and you know I just came to a point that you know, what makes them a true Christian if they're being that way to me? The mob mentality. Yep.
1: But he's he's not exaggerating that either. I, no. I I had a girl who would come in after. I, she wasn't even in any of my classes. She just somehow knew that I was an atheist. It must have come up. Yep. Maybe it was through you. Yeah, I no, I,
7: I I met
13: that girl.
1: Um, but she would she would come in at the end of class and start bawling her eyes out and telling me, "This People is what me. happened today. Yeah. This is what somebody said to me." Sometimes it usually wasn't a "Can you do something about this?" That happened it's once. Just
7: needed somebody to talk to. But
1: me. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so my question for you is you're at Granville mm-hmm. and you're getting kids who are shoving you or whatever because because of the clothes you wear, you know, bad religious sweatshirt, yeah. or because they know that, that you're not religious and all that. So why do it? Why why be open about it? I mean I, you could Says ask the, the same. man
2: with a have you hugged an atheist today T shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Devil. I mean, like like, kids, I went to Grand Rapids Christian High School, Yeah, and there was, I think, one kid in the time I was there who was openly gay, and he got abused all the
7: time. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, you look at that girl in Wayland that just got beat up by those group of girls because she was a lesbian.
0: Yes. What, why, then? Why not just, like, okay, it's high school, I'm going to make it through my four years, I'm going to keep my head down, I'm going to shut up, and then when I'm in a place where people aren't going to abuse me, persecuted. then I can be open about it.
7: What, why, why do it why in high school? The simple term was I didn't give a crap. If you don't like me for who I am, then don't skin off my bones. That's fine with me. I mean, I can like you and you could hate me. Mm
2: -hmm. I I think there are some personality differences, Mm -hmm. kind of in a a general way, for people that, um, you know, there's a certain level of confidence, perhaps a little anti social, anti mainstream streak where people are willing to just be who they are and uh, the world be damned other people don't like it.
0: Sure. And that's, I I have to say, having, you know, working in a high school, that's very rare to see from high school students Mm -hmm. because most high school students want to be, yes, they want to be individuals, but they want to be individuals in a way that everyone will... Yeah, yeah, they want to fit into a clique. Yes. But I
2: I think a lot of people um, do keep it to themselves.
10: You just sort of, like, keep quiet, you know, and just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Don't really... You know, just stay friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. D- does it
4: ever bother you? or Does or? that mean that if you actually said what your own belief system was that you wouldn't be able to be friends?
5: I just sort of don't say anything. I'm the same way. I have mm-hmm. this yeah. friend, and he's really religious, and he's always asking me to you know, like, sleep over on Sundays, and then go to church in the morning.
4: Brendan's had, when he was little, he had kids. When they found out we were not
12: theists, that their parents told him he couldn't associate with him.
1: Yeah. How does that make you guys feel as parents? Well, it
12: bothers you that you don't want to.
4: You know, you can't. You guys haven't with You can't just alter your whole mindset. Just, it's not like I can make myself believe what they believe so that he can have a playmate. You know, at the age of six. I think in a way, it it it, it speaks to how antisocial human beings can be uh, when they would exclude a child uh, because of what religion they did or didn't attend to. And uh, it, I think it's a real shame.
12: But it seems to be almost a lack of courage. I mean, shouldn't they think that, okay, you know, we should be around this kid because obviously he's getting a lot of crap from home. I mean, maybe we're going to show him the real way to to, to ostracize the kid, get his actually I think again that's why I go back to this is almost they're afraid that their kids are going to get corrupted in how these thoughts I, I haven't wanted to
4: indoctrinate my children I haven't wanted to tell them an anti-religious message I just want them to grow up knowing how to be critical uh, thinkers and make their own decisions and I've had and I've specifically had to talk with them about how Listen, I'm not telling you not to be religious or to be religious, either one. What I am asking you to do is use the gray matter in your head. You know, that was my son that was just speaking about how he just pretty much keeps quiet. He hides a part of himself, right? So here's a kid who is just, he's a really nice kid. Um, He volunteers at the old folks' home. He um, volunteers at this uh, lunch program for for minority and, 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 and impoverished kids during the summer. Uh, he's not reimbursed for this at all. Mm-hmm. He just does it because he enjoys helping, right? He's a straight-A kid. He's smart. He's articulate. He's caring. He's kind. He's really nice. But if he were to reveal that he isn't part of this mainstream Christian dogma cult, Whatever you wanna call it. Um, he fears for being able to have friends. Whoa. You know, that's why he hides area, too, this part of it. Of okay, yeah. I mean I realize West Michigan Bible village north do. is tough. Yeah.
1: They turn into adults maybe that don't want other people to know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one who was in the closet about my atheism for a while. I, you
12: know, I, I do the calculus. I think we all do. I mean, it's, you know, it would be, I think you're not being truthful if you say you don't. I mean, there's circumstances where you don't tell people, okay? You, I try not to lie. It's one of my kind of, at least in the last few years, i have really tried to be true to myself. But you certainly can not go out of your way to make...
0: You know,
12: make your, business, you know. I mean, exactly. I know. There's a calculus we all do. Fall a I mean,
0: you
4: know. I have a supplier, who, um, if how I felt about religion were known to him, that'd be it, and that would yeah. be a substantial hit to my business. That right. would be really difficult. So I don't dare say. And actually, he's like family to me. I mean, we're that tight. We're that close of a relationship. And if he ever knew that I wasn't a quote-unquote good Christian. Uh, that would all end in, in a heartbeat. <laughs>
2: I'm sure nice hear for all my music students that come to my house. There's some of them I know, the, the things they say, that if they, if I had a Darwin sticker on my car or something that was real obvious, they'd probably go somewhere
4: else. There goes your revenue. Yeah, not my income. <laughs> right. Well, that's
1: a little a bit of a bummer. Um,
0: what? You got your magic stick still?
13: Magic stick. Yeah, uh-huh. What magic stick? Kill Dave Fletcher? Why, of course I will! Ooh. It's
0: like all religions. <laughs> Just coming after me. So now, when the baby comes, and we'll, we'll talk to you, because you'll, you'll be the one carrying it. What,
9: what
0: when, when the baby comes...
9: What, what baby are we referring oh, to?
0: You don't know how fertile Rob is? Oh, please. He's legendary. Um, so when you do have the baby...
6: Wait
5: a minute.
0: First a name. What what are you gonna name it? <laughs> yeah, the, the name for your baby? I, I think Fletcher is a particularly strong name.
13: Django Pastorius, Salubrious Psychotaxoplasm the third.
0: And you don't think he'll have problem in high school? <laughs>
13: it's worked fine for me. I'm yeah. the second. Oh so. <laughs>
0: Junior. Speaking of potent people, where is Luke? Anyone want to come hear Luke's mom tell embarrassing stories?
6: Uh-huh. <laughs> See, the thing with that is, they're all false. Crazy, I tell you. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I the diaper one, because that wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was full when I got to it.
0: Yeah. Where's Luke's mom? She's telling embarrassing stories.
3: Oh shit!
0: So, uh, I gather um, you have some interesting stories about your son?
6: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. Oh,
10: yeah. Don't worry, no one's listening.
6: <laughs> no, really, I uh, am. <laughs> do
0: you not want to give us any dirt?
6: Well, I was just telling you yeah, how uh, when they went yeah. to science to camp when he was an eighth grader they sort of accidentally managed to tip the canoes over and Got very sick a few days later, and he was in a tent. And he said the tent leaked, and it was raining at night. And and he wouldn't eat the food that the scouts master prepared. So they called him. Called him. Okay, that's fine. That, those are innocent. Okay, just
2: chop vegetables. You're doing good. Get away from her, that you vulture, you leech.
0: Come on, let's go this way. Feel free to tell more story. You just
6: find me anytime. And, uh... No, he's got to take me to the airport tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I can give you a ride there
8: if you need it. That's a Chop.
6: Find Brittany Spears.
3: So,
0: does anyone else have good embarrassing stories about Luke? Stop it. Stop it. His mom has a few really good ones. They're all having,
13: having people, I think, for me, I need people to bounce ideas off of, and and to talk with and well, things like for that. For me, it's that to really get helps. me out of the, out of the house. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah.
7: have having things to do because I don't do that stuff on my own. And maybe that's what happens to a lot of uh, a lot of free thinkers without that community around them. My 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 other friends from high school were the my main friends, and it's sort of like a friendship frozen in time. And I was ready for some new friendships. So yeah, yeah. you know, it was you know a, a lot like going into a church and. Yeah. And meeting some more people that shared, uh, you know, superior ch- to church people in, in a lot of ways, but just exactly the same in a lot of ways, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think we should think we're all that different.
13: It was interesting. I was overhearing a conversation somebody had yesterday and was talking about someone they had met who was an agnostic who would love to come to uh, CFI or Free Thought. But was concerned that it would just be constant religious bashing, Um, that basically all we do is just sit around and talk about how awful religion is, how awful church is, and how awful church people are, and all this thing and i know people like that but that's not what we do uh, i am so busy with my pursuits in life that i don't have time to sit here and rail against how awful something is um, and that's a pretty it's a pretty shallow area yeah. of <laughs> subject area yeah. too i mean you
7: can you can read a couple good books and you're you know, done yeah. on that that kind of stuff and, yeah. and it is enjoyable in in its own way but yeah. that's not there's nothing sustainably interesting about, about <laughs> constant blasphemy about that and stuff no yeah. Yeah. No, I'm interested in you know, the, I like all of our uh, lectures on science and all that stuff. Yeah. That's that's interesting.
13: Yeah. It's... There's a certain
6: subset
7: of the of the free thinking community that
2: says I don't join groups. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's a church group or, um, and they consider, uh, well, when it was Free Thought Association, <laughs> they considered free thought. In association, contradictory terms.
3: Good point.
2: <laughs> See, most of us don't feel that way.
4: But yeah. well, I think one of the dissatisfactions is that um, is that I'm in a minority of uh, political, social uh, belief, and uh, and that it's almost an assumption, for instance, that. Uh, that everybody believes the same way,
1: which is ironic, given that
4: given that we're here because we don't believe the same way,
1: right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, assumption that people believe the same way politically. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean,
4: for instance, it's an assumption that nobody in our midst likes George Bush or would vote for him, right? Right.
12: Um,
4: it's an assumption. Uh, many of those things and and if and, and so when those things are proclaimed as they have been in this group out loud in a, in a Wednesday event and yet you don't agree with that you feel kind of small and that's just how i felt in holland with all the god talk i felt real small if you really want people to feel welcome here if you really want people that are not that that are free thinkers to feel welcome here There's got to be an effort made, and I think you make one. But there's got to be an effort made to uh, that, so that people are aware of uh, of that. I I think there are
2: probably people that are more deists or or so forth that that don't feel like they quite fit with with most people identifying as atheist,
4: agnostic, humanist. And I wish that that Buddhists, um, agnostics, even full blown Christians. would feel,
1: I guess, welcome
4: to come and hopefully listen and learn. Um, although in a way, I can understand where uh, you know we, don't, we we wouldn't part of this group means that we don't have people preaching at us to get saved.
9: In kind of the the same way, I, I I dislike the ideological extremes of politics, or even why I'm I'm a little bit hesitant or, or not altogether happy about the uh, the new angry atheists is that I think it tends to divide people too much um, you start segregating and, and hanging out and socializing with people who only feel the same exact way as you do I mean these, this is the problem of the of the denominations in the church and there was so many so many issues that were just silly and stupid and little disagreements of of how to intre- interpret a single, Bible verse would would split whole communities apart, and and it wasn't it wasn't useful, and so I think there's there's a danger there when you when you start bringing people together who have a who have a firm belief in a certain way that that you'll start kind of enclosing it into into a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you start adopting the language of a, of us versus them. You're just on the other side.
2: We're local and autonomous, and there has not been any competition in West Michigan, there, ha- there haven't been any um, groups break off or mm-hmm. where other places, uh, Detroit, Chicago, etc., they've had people that are tied with American Atheists or American Humanist Association or what have you. And so it's harder um, to make a shift and get people on board behind one organization. The American atheist people will say, well, come on over to our side or our meetings. CFI people will do the same. The reality is there's a lot of overlap. The same people go into all these groups, but the leadership you know, wants their own little thing, and so it's hard to, to get them together.
13: That, that was one of the things that I think we always, um, when we talk about like a free thought community, um, that, that's hard because um, everybody, is usually in line on the on the philosophical concept. And we're all very uh, intelligent people. And mentally, we all get along. But I think the one thing that is a failure, which is where the, the church groups meet that need, is the emotional end. And I think that some of us, it's hard to have that uh, emotional <laughs> connection with people. I, I think that if there was a way that we could blend the... You know the mental and the philosophical with the emotional and bring that together, it would be a stronger movement. It would be a more powerful movement. Uh, the question is how do you do that? And I don't necessarily know if there is an answer to that, but I think that things like Long Lake uh, like we do here once a year really allow people to come together and uh, and do those kind of things. Mm. A group like this wouldn't work in Detroit. It wouldn't. Because it's... It's too loose of a confederacy, and <laughs> it's nice and conservative around here. So we have something to, <laughs> yeah. There's something to come out against. There's something to come out for. Um, it's it's kind of hard to activate people in an area where nobody really cares. It's
1: so then what are we trying
13: to really achieve? what it's about?
1: What are we trying to achieve? Uh, because it sounds like if we are successful in our endeavors will remove the need
13: for groups like us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that every group that is formed with a political agenda, which in our case is, you know, enlightenment and uh, ideals and separation of church-state, free, free thought and uh, free speech, um, eventually hopes that it can go out of business. I mean, I'm sure the ACLU and even on the other side, I'm sure... You know, the folks who are in the American Family Association someday hope that, you know, their, I, their principles went out in the marketplace of ideas and that they don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're in, in danger of being in that situation. <laughs> I think yeah. I we're, no. No. <laughs>
7: were we talking about the other night, uh, you know, a good amount of success that we're not being yeah. nailed to things and burned alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, okay, non-profit status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm We've, happy. <laughs> can't give up, though. Little victories, right? Mm-hmm. You get someone to be a
11: little more skeptical, you get someone to look at a different viewpoint. You get someone to even just listen and nod and understand that there are other opinions out there. It's a tiny victory, right? Yeah. That's all you can really hope for.
0: A lifetime of those, you made a huge difference. Mm-hmm.
6: What's going on?
5: need to give it to the girls. <laughs> they don't have one. Should've Sorry,
1: a <laughs> Is the party going up that way? Are there more
13: daiquiris up that way? quality checks mix. Oh, what an interesting <laughs> turn. Yeah. yeah, oh wow. Woo! It's stereo. <laughs> the check's mix is the bomb, yo.
1: They're just
0: jealous. I like how whenever Jordan says I'm a smart ass, Jeff has this little sort of smile. <laughs> That's my boy.
5: That's <laughs> why well, it's good for children to have two parents. <laughs> <Aww>.
3: <laughs> See, that really hurt. <laughs> now I'm gonna take your picture. <laughs> oh, good night.
4: Good night. Good night. Yeah, you're
13: making me
6: cry.
1: Bye, gentlemen.
5: Bye Bye, Jeremy. You have a good time?
8: Oh yeah, (laughs) it
5: was great. See you guys. See you later. Bye.
4: Ah, the last little sound bite. Yeah, last words.
3: Last words?
0: That was
4: fun. More beer. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I
5: don't want to leave. <laughs> you don't want
1: to leave? Nope. Are you going to come back next year? Hopefully?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Definitely. What, what is it that inspires you about the world? What, what, what fills the place that for some people is filled by God? You mean whether it's
4: Pilsner, dark, light? <laughs> Sitting
2: here where we're talking right now, surrounded by Mother Nature trees and bushes and grass and the wind blowing through the trees.
5: Hearing the science
6: and understanding how amazingly complex this is. Whether we understand it at this time or not, just the concept that it worked and it was made out of energy and it could be studied and it added up to what we have, see and are. You and I
5: end life. On this planet has arisen and become aware of itself.
8: Like, look at every single thing around you. How could you not be an honor?
2: It's everything there is.
5: It's everything that there
8: is.
2: And, um, that's enough.
8: This is it. Enjoy it while you can.
6: And I try to live like that, and it is enough.
1: All right, so that's a wrap. Thanks for bearing with us as we tried something a little bit different for this show.
0: Yeah, freethinkers are all about the experimentation. Mm
7: hmm, mm hmm, mm
1: hmm. I think that's going to be the last bit of experimenting I do <laughs> with field recording for a while, even though uh, I'm really proud of what we put together and uh, spending time with the people at CFI Michigan was um, a really rewarding thing for me.
0: And one of the neat things for me about doing this project was watching Jeremy slowly go crazy as he spent sleepless night after sleepless night editing this uh this beast of an episode we have here, and uh all props to him for for putting this together because holy crap
1: well thank you uh i'm i'm sure uh, I'm glad somebody could enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> um, your wife was pretty amused too yeah. <laughs> You have no idea. (laughs) Our appreciation, the Doubtcaster's appreciation, really goes out to the generous people of CFI Michigan for cooperating Mm -hmm. with doing this documentary. Um, You know, sometimes it's sharing stuff about their families and their lives. It's kind of personal. And, uh, you know, we can't give them enough thanks for being willing to help us out with that. I'd especially like to thank um, my wife with her uh, ever-loving patience (laughs) <laughs> Josh Donegan and Amanda Narvice, uh, A.J. Korstra, Rob St. Mary, Jeff Seaver, Jason Pittman. Well, you, you can rattle off a few names if you wish.
0: Uh, Luke's mom. <laughs> uh, thanks to our campus representatives, Andrew and Brendan, Trisha, all the folks from CFI Michigan up there at Long Lake. Thanks for the great weekend. Thanks for helping us out.
1: Another really important thing, too, was to be able to share our friends here in Michigan with our friends out there around the world. You guys who listen to this podcast, you know, I'm happy to say I've gotten to meet a few of our listeners, but, you know, not as many as I'd like to. And uh yeah, that's
0: really the reason why we keep doing this. If we were just recording this, um, you know yacking for an hour and then sending it out into the void we would have given up a long time ago but it's because we hear from people um who enjoy the show uh some people who don't enjoy the show and it's interesting
1: to hear from them too and uh usually even them, they are pretty civil so thank you to you our friends out there uh if you enjoy the show and you value reasonable doubts you know one of the best things you could do to support us and help us is to Help spread the word. Tell a friend. Spread the meme.
7: hmm
0: And be sure to find us on MySpace and on Facebook. We have a group and a fan page. And we also now have a store, com slash DoubtCast. You can buy podcast t-shirts. Uh, yeah. So you can have your very own Reasonable Wear. So far, I'm the only one who has one, but, you know. <laughs> It makes me feel special. I
1: might end up getting one, but I, I'm sure sure not expecting too many other people. They look to.
0: pretty classy. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.
1: Skip Page and Jason Pittman performed the Campfire songs heard on this episode, the music during the Capture the Flag and Ultimate Frisbee bits, was written and performed by my wife Jennifer and CFI member Josh Dunnigan with their band Wazobia. And of course, Love Fossil performs our theme music. And other music from this episode includes Luntz, Sex Hexagons, and the wonderful Jameson Young, all published under Creative Commons licenses and all available to download free of charge from gemendo.com. Remember to send all feedback, questions, or comments to doubtcast at gmail.com.